0: Hello and welcome to That Business Podcast. I'm Caleb Tanner.
1: And I'm Corey
0: Bortry. I am the CEO of Finance by CWT, a financial news and stock analysis company.
1: I'm a graphic designer and, uh, what am I? How do I usually introduce myself on this? Oh no, it's been too long.
0: (laughs) I think you're like usually graphic designer slash business consultant.
1: Yeah, that's right. Graphic designer and consultant with uh, Stone Tree Signs over here in uh, Randolph County. But, um uh now now candidate for the state house which is an update that we'll be getting to
0: yeah so it's been a very long time since we've last made a podcast episode at least a few months which i mean it's not because or at least you know i don't want to speak for you it's not because i don't want to post on the podcast i'm sure same reason for you it's just been very hectic lately Yes,
1: well, like I say, we've gone through a bunch of changes. Which uh, what was our uh,
0: what was the last time we podcasted? So the last time we podcasted, I was looking at the title because I always give them titles that don't really help me too much. But it was called Website War, and it's basically we were talking about you had just started Carolina Conservatives in like a newsletter you're doing and like offering like pay things from it. I had just started Finance by CWC and was off like it was a newsletter I was offering pay things from. And it seemed like you and I were actually kind of on the same path. And I titled it Website War because, I mean, that's kind of how it was. We were both going to give updates. And, yeah, I kind of did view it as a competition.
1: Absolutely. Well, no, I mean, I still I still do view it as a competition. That's not going anywhere. Although, I think you're winning on the website side for now.
0: Yeah, um, but that's only because, well, I don't want to say only. I don't want to sell myself short. But you can make the argument that that's because you're not currently working on the website.
1: <laughs> well, that is that is true. We are um, definitely in a different stage than I was initially expecting to, to be in right now. Um, our incumbent state representative here in Randolph County abruptly announced his retirement. Um, so, I am running to be the See, one of the youngest state representatives in the country as a whole, but also to be, um, you know, just just because I want to make sure that we have a good conservative in there, and you know, not to mention like just from the standpoint of, um, you know, business and the standpoint of just you know where I am, I am very concerned with politics as a whole. I don't really trust a lot of people to really know kind of what I know because my my job is to talk to smart small business owners daily. Um, that's just my life.
0: Are you talking about, like, through Stone Tree Signs, basically?
1: Exactly. Well, like, through Stone Tree Signs, uh, I talk to small business owners every day. You know, even before I was working at Stone Tree Signs, you know, which is our family business, I was growing up homeschooled here, so I still was hearing from small business owners every day. Um, I feel basically that because of, uh, my experience, my background for what, you know, as it is what it is, um, makes me a unique perspective that I think is very valuable in the State House.
0: No, I think so too. I remember, like, just talking to you, like, while we were both roommates, and, like, talking about your goals, I always thought you should go, like, as young as possible. Because I feel like that allows you to have such an interesting insight that we never actually see in, like, politicians.
1: That, yeah, that is a good point. I mean, I, you know, there's a story from uh, Zebulon, about Zebulon Vance, who was a very famous governor in uh, North Carolina.
0: Yeah. Um, and the story goes that, well, I mean, it's not a story, it just
1: was, he was in his 20s when he was elected to the state legislature. Um, The part about that that is uh, interesting is uh, his opponent was much older than him, and his opponent was... Um, very strongly going after him for his age and what he said was you know he constantly was saying oh he's too young to get anything done he doesn't know what he's doing he's not going to know his way around raleigh it's going to be a mess and zebulon vance said i I, I do enjoy this quote is uh, this is how he would just respond to anybody who said he was too young um there's going to be a lot of promises in this race from a lot of different people, but I'm going to make a promise to you I can keep. You elect me, and I will never be this young again.
0: <laughs> I love that. No, I, I find the whole like criticism based off age thing insanely ridiculous. And the reason I say that is, you know, like with the stuff that I do, because we'll kind of go with what I've been doing since the last podcast episode. I'm still running Finance by CWT. It's a little bit different now. now it's by financebycwt.com, go check that out. But basically we're offering stock picks, one-on-one stock advisement, and also we write almost every day all about what's happening in the actual stock market. We give free stock analysis. And I've been posting the articles everywhere, running a bunch of ads. They're getting a lot of traction. You know, building a nice community. And I think this website is gonna be a billion dollar website. Also, long-term-wise, I'm trying to start a private equity fund. Right now, I'm starting a fund that's angel investment, which means just me. And then after doing that and getting my first stage of actual investments, mostly cash flow producing investments, I want to transition into a VC fund where other people can invest too so I can help other people gain wealth. And through doing all of that, You know, when it comes to stocks, there's such a stereotype. And it's a stereotype that makes sense. Where it's like, when you picture someone, you know, with like, that's investing millions of dollars. You picture someone in their like late 60s, 70s. Because usually the people that have that kind of money are the people that started when they are my age. And, you know, build a million dollars in wealth over a course of like 40 to 50 years. Which is fine. However, and then like, let's look at someone like me that's my age. And they're like, not only are you advising people on stocks through finance by CWT, you want to actually invest people's money through CWT Holdings, possibly investments. And I don't know, like, so many people look at, like, age as a negative. I think it gives me a positive in, like, startup equity because, you know, I know, like, the current actual, like, trends that are going on with startups. You know, I can tell... What's actually going to transcend and like you know work in the market? I feel like my age gives me such an advantage when it comes to writing about finance and investing my money itself. And you know, a lot of people are gonna look at it as a negative, but I always say, don't judge me by my age, judge me by my results, good or bad.
1: Well, and that comes in to, uh, a point that I've been making a lot. any Anytime anybody does kind of question that, is like, look. Uh, the most experienced per- politician, the most, uh, and the oldest politician in politics right now, like the best one that you can name would be uh, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and, um, you know, Chuck Schumer. I don't think any of those guys would really be famous for, um, you know, famous in a Republican primary. So it's obviously not age that makes somebody good or bad for, uh, you know, the office. I think it comes down to actually representing. Uh, the community, and I believe that I'm in the best position to do that.
0: Yeah, so I would definitely like agree there. I mean, the market that you're targeting, you know, is one where like that makes perfect sense for. And the thing is, like, you ask anybody, like, without even addressing you, you ask anybody, you know, are they happy with their current representation? They're pro- as a whole, they're probably gonna say. No. But the only way to fix that is by changing the actual representation itself. Absolutely. Well look, if you um if you actually like look at the resumes
1: of everybody in uh, in, you know, the state house of representatives or in Congress or whatever, you know, you'll notice a trend of um you'll you'll notice a handful of trends, you know, about like the people who go. Um and I won't speak badly of uh, you know of them as a group. I don't think any uh, I don't think any one group of um, you know I don't think that just because somebody's retired they could be bad. Uh, which North Carolina's uh, legislature is part time and doesn't pay enough to, uh, but takes up enough time to where most people who have a forty hour a week job can't. Um, I'm kind of an exception because I am, you know am part of this you know family business and since I do in sales and stuff I'm able to actually change my schedule a little bit to be you know better suited for so i can serve the state um but like people are not happy with politics as
0: a whole so whenever
1: somebody says well i don't like that because it's different from what's normal that should be a good thing rather than a bad thing but also again like even just from this even from just a uh perspective of well, who's the best equipped
0: to represent the county again? Like, I believe, I genuinely believe I'm the best for that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, my thing is, um, I mean, obviously you don't want to think in the negative, but let's say, because one difference between, like, me and my journey right now of starting, you know, this investing company and starting this, like, financial company, one difference between me and my current path and you and running for this position Is that you know? If I fail, I can adapt, keep going. Like I have a pretty long time horizon, but you, you have to succeed by May, right? So uh,
1: not well. Yes and no. So the primary is in May. Um, I am running to win, and you know I'm going to do a good job of it. Like I'm, you know, I have there is not a doubt in my mind that i will, you know, lose this election. i'm going to work harder than anyone else in the race. um but at the same time, you know, i'm not running to, you know, i'm not running to be, you know, a, uh, you know, nasty campaign. like if you, you know, if somebody runs and they insult everyone else in the race and they're just frankly a jerk, nobody's going to vote for them again and their their career is over, you know, but for me i'm in the position where i can simply make my ideas known and win or lose i will have still spoken for what i believe in and again i genuinely believe i'm going to win like i believe that you know i, I believe that god's on the i believe that god's on my side and this otherwise i wouldn't be doing it but um like even if i were to lose it's not going to hurt me by any means, you know, my friend, my friends have, you know, even, even just seeing the amount of people who have come out and believed believed in me, you know, donated to me. Um, the people who like, you know, are just so supportive, let's, you know, you know, you have that group of friends, but to really see everyone, you know, show up and you just realize, that it's like, wow, I have a lot of people who, you know, act, you know, genuinely care about whether or not I succeed. And, you know, to me, that means that they genuinely believe I'm going to do a good job.
0: Yeah, I said, we definitely, that's something I've always, you know, wanted to take full advantage of. Like, the whole saying, like, your network is your net worth, I think is so important. And when I see, like, you know, the level of support that you have, you know, from our mutual friends, like, it definitely shows how true that quote actually is. Like, knowing important people, or not even, like, not even just like that, but knowing people gives you such a step forward in life it's amazing
1: i was gonna say so i actually don't think it's about how many important people you know i think it's about how many people you know are important because exactly
0: uh, everyone has some level of like everyone has something to offer
1: exactly and like that's what it comes down to everyone is valuable in their own way um I've spoken with uh, small business owners about issues that affect their community alone. Like I would not have known uh, about some of these issues that have been brought up to me. Like, uh, And one, one was really simple, but it wasn't even something I've really ever thought all that much about. But um, North Carolina is different from the state of Georgia in how they handle um, basically a property tax on vehicles. In Georgia, there's just a sales tax that you pay at the beginning of owning the vehicle. In North Carolina, you actually have to pay a property tax on it whenever, you know, that it has to do with getting your vehicle, uh, I think, getting your tags done and everything like that. So it's just a slightly different process that, um, you know, I've had people approach me and talk about. I had um, someone spoke to me recently about something that was like that was very close to them, you know, and they brought it up like saying, uh, hey, this is a really important issue for me. Uh, And for the life of me, I'm trying to remember what it was.
0: Well, that's a very important issue that really annoys me. What's that? So, you know, I want more cash flow. And one thing that I've always, you know, that seems like such a great way to have cash flow is that there's apps you can use where you can lend your money to other people. You can see their credit score, give them like a 10% interest rate. You know, give them $100,000, make 10% on that. And then you have, you know, if you do that, like, you know, enough times, with them with capital. You have constant stream of income coming towards you the issue is is that in the state of north carolina peer-to-peer lending is illegal
1: yes uh peer-to-peer lending is illegal
0: um it's really annoying, I think, man.
1: i don't know that peer-to-peer lending is effectively banned i believe because i was doing a little bit of research on this the other day because uh that this is something that i do care about and i would like to see it legalized but you know again i don't really know the process of um what laws have caused it to be illegal? That's why there are, you know, researches and stuff you kind of have access to to be able to figure that something out. Um, I don't believe it's directly illegal, though. I believe that it is illegal based on a few other laws that kind of say, oh, but if this is illegal, then this is illegal, and it comes about in a way. And it's very convoluted, but unfortunately, that's a lot of cases. Um, I'll tell you what it was. is I think it was um, sales tax versus income tax. Yeah. You have basically income tax um, punishes people for producing, whereas sales tax punishes for consumption, whereas it's like, well, maybe if we did less income tax and more consumption tax, you could actually create a population that is more um, – that is uh, care- more careful with their money. Although you know there are definitely pros and cons to that. I would certainly never jump into something or promise to vote on the bill that I hadn't read yet.
0: But I feel like the peer-to-peer lending thing is so simple because, I mean, you just have to treat it the same way you would getting, you know, a loan from, like, an approved institution or, like, a bank or something like that. And that's literally all you have to do. Like, if you can get... Or even, like, you know, they have apps now where the company can lend it to you, which is still legal. So if you just put the rules where, like, if I lend you money, the same as, like, for instance, SoFi lending you money... And that fixes all of
1: that right and that's the thing is there's so many like little things we could do to like you know change the law to fix it and um there's just things that you know have uh, unfortunately not really been you know brought up and you know some of that's because there's more important issues but other stuff is more or less because um frankly you know we need people who are you know more in tune with uh
0: technological issues peered like peer-to-peer lending yeah, I agree. Which just the thing is like that's something that I'm excited about. You actually getting in office is that I don't know if this is a problem that you can fix, but I do know it's something that you know you would try to fix, or even do research on to see if you actually want to fix it in the first place. Like you're not just gonna sit there and do nothing.
1: Exactly, and that and that's really what I want to, um, you know, I really want to continue. Uh, Alan McNeil, who was the former representative here, you know, definitely, you know, like like the job he did. There's a reason that you know not nobody ran against him. Um, he did a pretty good job of uh, representing the district, and he uh, was always made. He always made sure to communicate to people who you know reached out to him, and I want to make sure to you know kind of continue that trend and also add in you know some more features to do so, including stuff like, you know, a Facebook page that is very open and make sure that it keeps active to uh, be able to answer any questions constituents have. Like, that's one thing is a lot of, uh, especially in Congress, but a lot of representatives um, will have, you know, websites that allow people to go and actually communicate with them on, uh, you know, exact issues, you know, related to that. Although there's also some stuff available on the, you know, site for that. But I want to make sure that I'm, you know, uh, the most accessible possible to listen to the people who actually matter.
0: You know, let me ask you this, like, um, I've been on your website before, but haven't a little bit. If I go to com, is there a contact form on there? Like, how, if I didn't have your phone number already, how difficult would it be to get it? Not your phone number, just to contact you in general.
1: I believe my number is listed. It's not listed on the website yet. That's not because it's not supposed to be, but it's more or less because, you know, I'm a one-man show, and I'm doing as much as uh, I can, and so... That's kind of something I've been. I'm planning to add to the website. I just have not gotten around
0: to it. Yeah, I wonder. Like not even your phone number itself, but you could literally just put like a. Um, I don't oh, have no it on finance by CWC. I have on other websites like a contact form, where they could just easily email you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have that. I, I believe I have that. Um, there is a. I'm not sure if I have that or not. That's a that's a good thing. I need to check on because I want to make sure that I'm as accessible as possible.
0: I've I, been I using, need using to do Facebook that with
1: for questions, I believe. I mean, well, yes, I've been using Facebook mainly for questions.
0: I, was, I need to put a contact form on Finance by CWC because, I mean, right now, like, I have ways to get my email from Finance by CWC, like through the services that I offer. But it's like I'd like it where people could just. You know, email me specific questions that I give them like answers, you know, stuff like that. Or if someone, you know, disagrees with something I'd said, they could do it. Like I just published an article literally like 30 minutes ago where I was talking about um, my the three ETFs that I consider the best ones to invest in. Mostly through a Roth IRA, but just investing in in general. And, you know, I published it on Reddit and It had a pretty good discussion around it because while well, most people agreed with like the ETFs that I stated Some people had like ETFs of their own like they were mentioning and, You know we kind of like get a little like debate going like between different people like on ETFs and like that level of Discussion was amazing to see so I'd like to put some kind of like contact form Where people can like email me like specific like objections stuff like that obviously I have a comment section they can do it But just talk to me specifically because I want financed by CWT, not just not to just be like the best place to learn about like stocks stuff like that, but also a way to actually you know talk to me about stocks and stuff like that. I think that's very important in my success.
1: Agreed. Well, I mean, I think the I think the age of social media has created a world that is hyper connected, and I think that. Um... For people in our, you know, our respective industries to succeed, whether that be the sign industry, the political industry, or uh, beyond, um, is through aggressive um, interaction.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, in psychology, people want to support people that they like. Like, if someone like reads the articles on finance by CWT And they really like it, and they talk to me, and they really like me. Then when they're thinking about stuff to invest in, if they see my $5 a month stock picker, well, they're gonna buy it. Because not only does it benefit them, but they actually want me to benefit myself. And even if, obviously they couldn't, because I'm pretty sure I have the cheapest stock picker on the market. But let's say they found one that's cheaper they'd still be more likely to actually pick mine because they developed that connection with me. Like, that is so vital to success.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, uh, you know, a personal relationship is the best way to, um, you know, when I've seen person in politics, you know, I've worked in a bunch of different uh, positions, you know, as a grassroots activist. Uh, the personal relationship has always won out over money.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, think about it. Like, like, if I launch something, and then, like, if I launch, like, let's say you were looking for a stock, like, like a stock picker, and, um, so you see mine, and then also you see, you know, another company's. Without knowing anything else as the fact that that company's offering or my company's offering it, you're gonna go with my company every time because you'd rather support me than the other company. Wait. Yeah, I would. <laughs> exactly, and I would do the same for you, and everyone would in that situation.
1: Exactly. That's why um, you know I think it's very important to build up those you know relationships ab- ahead of time. You know, and um, you know your network is important, but I also think like uh, and it's something I've noticed is my network was people that I you know have never donated to political campaigns before. Um, you don't just you don't just go into somewhere. Going after the people who, you know, are already established there in anything. You bring your network with you from everywhere.
0: You know, I think about, um, like, obviously not everyone, but like in our mutual friend group. You know, I'm very big into investing, and most of them, you know, either aren't or weren't. But now, you know, I can think of a few people in our friend group that have actually, you know, downloaded an investing app and started investing. And the reason that I know for a fact that I played a significant role in that is because, one, they told me they were going to download it before they did, because I shared that connection. Two, they asked me what they should start investing into. And three, they downloaded an investing app through my referral link, so I actually got something for it. And it's like, you know, there are people that I know that I'm friends with Who are now investing and you know building up wealth for their life and i played a role in that obviously they made the decision and you know like they deserve full credit for it but you know i played a role in that and these are people that when i met them were not interested in investing at all so if you can take those people and get them investing you know, I know for a fact I can do it on a much larger scale with people that actually are vaguely interested in investing.
1: Yeah, no, agreed, and that's uh, that's another thing. that's like, um, you know, with the um, you you got to grind. You know, it's a numbers game. You know, if you talk to a hundred people and a certain percent support you, that's uh, that's an election, but that's also a sale.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all. Everything in life is literally sales, which is. The most amazing thing ever, considering both you and I know sales. Like, every interaction, like, you want anything in life, it's sales. You do anything in life, it's sales. Like, if you, you know, it's like, your election, it's all sales. You have to sell yourself to the people. Everything I do is all sales. I have to sell, like, my knowledge on the information. If you can learn sales, literally the entire world is your oyster.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and like that's, um, yeah, no, that that's absolutely correctly, and again, you know, it's not. I think you know we we had a discussion on sales before where we talked about um, sales in the context of you know how like well how look how are you know how do you make sure that you're a good salesman? Um, and I remember that we had discussed basically believing in what you are selling, and you know I am a a huge believer in that you know it's like I don't believe I would be near as successful as I've been to this point if uh if I didn't actually believe you know in what I was doing
0: yeah same like when it comes to like finance by CWC I mean the biggest reason I do it is because they genuinely believe that one the information that you get from the website will actually help one invest two That everyone on the planet needs to be investing. I mean, you know this as well as I do. If you don't have like a Roth IRA or some kind of like investment for retirement, you're going to work till the day you die. Like you're never actually going to be able to retire unless you have like a Roth IRA, 401k, some kind of investments. Like everyone needs to invest. That's just a fact. So since my website has one information that I'm selling... And two, the ability to download investing apps straight from the website. Like literally right now, if you want to invest, you can go on financebycwt.com, click investing apps, downloading an investing app, and get started and get free rewards for doing it through us. So literally, since everyone needs to invest, and you can download the investing app through us and learn what to invest in through us. I mean, this is why I say finance by CWT would be a billion dollar company. Because I can't think of anything in the world more valuable.
1: No, yeah, exactly. Like that in itself is just incredible.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm very, I'm like I'm insanely excited about everything that I have going on. Like my main, you know, goal right now is obviously I have financial goals, and those are important. But my biggest goal right now is just getting as many people as possible aware that the site exists. You know, it's like they have the option to actually learn those things. I'm doing that through sharing it in different communities, running Facebook ads, and stuff of that nature. And it's gone pretty well so far. Like, it's definitely a website that people, you know, are responding well to. The issue is everything needs to get bigger.
1: Yeah, well, Yeah. I mean, same here. It's, um, like... The, the way it's working, you know, you, you gotta uh, start by building that initial uh, that initial push, and that's what basically allows you to have the resources to push further.
0: Exactly, because that's the thing. If you can get, like, that initial group, like, the initial group that reads every one of your articles, that's your new sales team. Like, that's the people that are gonna have to share it and get it out there more. It's all up to them. You just gotta get that initial group, and it's expensive to get that initial group, But you have to get that initial group. And when I think about like your position. And what you're trying to do. I feel like it's easier to measure. And what I mean by that is. Like in order for you to win. Because I live in like one of the counties that you're going to be running for. You know like if I go up to some random. Like let's say I'm walking you know in my neighborhood. And I see a random person. And I mention Corey Vortree. He needs to know who you are. And, like, all of them do. Because so much of, like, an election like this is just name recognition. Yes. No, 100%.
1: Um, A name recognition is extremely important. And, uh, yeah, that's where a lot of this uh, is going to come down to. You know, it's going to come down to uh, which, you know, who is not only, like, name recognition itself, but also, like... Do you, you know, is it a positive name recognition, but in itself, the name recognition is more important. That's why there's a, there's a story about a guy and he's, uh, he was door knocking, right? Yeah. And didn't door knock until somebody finally said, listen, I'm going to vote for you. But if you don't get off my property, I'm not going to vote for you. You've been here too much. I'm, I'm bothered. That's when the guy's like, yep, I'm going to win. And sure enough, you know, he won. It's like, if you work, if you knock on somebody's door until they know who it is, whenever the door gets knocked on, (laughs) um uh, you know you you have work to do but like you can you can definitely bootstrap a campaign
0: no i agree i think it's very important like I, like especially like name recognition for an election like this because i feel like and it could be wrong but i feel like most people they're gonna walk into the voting booth they're gonna see three names and they're just gonna select the one that they actually know
1: No, absolutely. They're gonna uh, they're gonna vote for the one they know, and they're gonna vote for the one that they have them. They're gonna vote for the one they know the most about, basically, and that's gonna be, um, you know, that's gonna depend based on you know. It's like they're they're gonna vote on the one that they know the most positive about, I should say. Um, And the way elections work, it's actually very hard to pin down exactly who it is gonna vote. Like, they spend a lot of money every year just trying to figure out, um, you know, who's going to vote when and who's likely to vote and who's not.
0: Well, they're going to be shocked when I vote, considering that's not something I normally do. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, wait, they're going to be like, how is Caleb voting right now?
1: (laughs) Well, that's actually the thing is you're what they would call a one in four voter, and that means that you're a very hard person to reach. Uh, Actually, you're not even a one-in-four voter, you're just a, you're just, you don't come up in the system.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you search I just wouldn't come up at all. But the reason that I think, like, um, podcasting throughout your campaign and podcasting while I'm starting, or growing finance by CWC, the reason I think it's important is because listeners of this podcast, there's two things they're going to be able to. There's more, but there's two main things I hope they learn from each of us. And you might have different things. But what I'm hoping is from you, they learn how to raise money and how to market. In the sense that raising money is going to be vital for you, but also using that money where they can actually know your name. I think that's going to be valuable for our listeners. For me, I think it's going to be important for our listeners to see how to actually you know, grow a media business into an actual empire. Getting people... Not only reading your website, but coming back to it every day, following in the communities that you're building and launching on that. From for me, I want our listeners to see how to grow. And from you, I want to I want our listeners to see how to spend.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great um that's that is a great idea. I, I like both of those. And like that's uh, that's fairly accurate to what I want. You know, I want people to I want people to kind of be able to use this to be able to document, you know, kind of what works in a campaign and what doesn't. And, you know, really interested in, whether you're interested in politics or not or just decision-making and sales, uh, it should be relevant to both of those. But even if you're just interested in kind of human nature in general and human behavior, then maybe it's an interesting thing to look at.
0: Yeah, another thing is, like, maybe we'll fail, and then that'll be fun for y'all as well.
1: <laughs> That's also true.
0: Although... To be completely honest, I don't see any way that happens. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I'm fairly, again, I'm very much so confident in, um, you know, in my chances at succeeding, so.
0: I say, the, the success of Finance by C of ET, I've never been more sure of anything in my entire life because, again, I feel like what, I feel like what the site has is just so valuable for so many people that it doesn't make any sense for it not to work. Yeah. Like I feel like it just doesn't. Like it just doesn't comprehend the possibility that you know it wouldn't work because it does. And I don't don't know that's necessarily like a good feeling. I think people should be aware of like the fact that, you know, they could fail. I think that's something people need. But that's something I currently do not have. I mean, you'd have to be aware that
1: failure is like a literal possibility, but also it takes away from your ability to kind of plan See, oh. and you have to have time to plan.
0: It's like you should not have a bad feeling if you
1: know you're doing the best you can. If you know that you are working as hard as you can work... Then you should not be worried. If you are worried, it means that something about you is telling you that you're not doing enough, and sure enough, that means you need to get you need to figure out what that is and get
0: to it. Yeah, and I believe in um temporary failures, but I don't believe in permanent failures. What I mean is, I think when I start finance by CWT, like I'll have setbacks. Some plans of mine, you know, might not work I can see that happening. But I feel like anytime like, a failure or something like that happens, the answer is the same, adapt, overcome. Like, because of that, I don't think failure is a possibility because I don't ever see myself not adapting and, like, learning and then starting again.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, that sounds, you're absolutely right. And, uh, again, like, Again, same here, but I just, I do not plan on, um, I, I don't plan on failure.
0: No, and I don't think you'll fail. I'm pretty confident in that. Well, thank you. Um...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth on kind of, like, how much should you think about failure as, like, a possibility, as an option. Like, and I think it really could also come down to your personality, you know? Like, if it, if it's what drives you is that I will not allow myself to fail, that's good. If it you're the opposite and you're like, well, actually, it's going to bother... I'm going to stress myself to death, then you should not do that. You need to actually focus on what you can control.
0: See, I think failure, like, I think it depends. Like, if... Um... If you start a business, like let's say you go to like VCs and like Angel Investors and you raise a lot of money and you have that going and then you know, you run out of that money, operating expenses happen, and your business gets crushed. That's one scenario, but for someone like you know starting something their own that doesn't have that, there's never a chance they really fail until they actually like give up on it and stop overcoming.
1: Right. That is something about politics is uh you actually, you know, when somebody's donating to your campaign, you know, they are in a way, you know, they are in a way that angel investor. And so you want to make sure that they don't feel, uh, their money was wasted. And you know, believe me, that's, that's something that, um, I think that's really something that kind of just makes it why it, it's, it's honestly the, why I'm going to work so hard is because, you know, I've had people invest money in me. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to allow myself to disappoint. them.
0: Yeah, that's definitely smart. I mean, that's a smart, like, way to, like, motivate yourself and everything, too. For me, it's just like, um, you know, I look at what I'm doing with Finance by CWC, and it's what I love, it's what I enjoy doing, it's what I want to do forever. And because, you know, I love it all so much, and that I see how it can benefit people, to me, people finding out and succeeding just sounds like the best thing for everybody. And because of that, there's literally no reason not to do it.
1: No, absolutely, and and again, like same here. It is, um, you know, there's again, there's just zero part of me that is uh, convinced that you know I'm doing the wrong thing here. I believe in what I'm doing. A lot of people believe in me, and uh, I'm not going to let them down.
0: Now that's one thing I can definitely like um, agree with is that you definitely. Th- Feel like you're the best person for the job, but like, that's something I've no doubt of. And I also feel like, and I, this I could be wrong on, you because know, it's up to you. But I feel like if you did feel like someone else was better for it, that you would drop out. But you don't feel that way.
1: Uh, absolutely. In fact, before I uh I ran, there was a there was a couple people that I um that I wanted to make sure was not, you know, going after the seat before I announced. Because, frankly, they were better than, you know, I don't, well, it's not that I think they're better men, but I I would not have, uh, I'm not, I would not have been a better state representative than them should they have decided to run, but they did not.
0: Also, like, I want to take a second here. So, like, I, um, you know, I use this podcast to kind of, like, promote some of, you know, the stuff that I'm working on. And because of that, I want to make sure you get the same opportunity. So I'm gonna ask you why? Just in case you wanna like share this with like, you know, your community or whatever. But why should I vote for you? Like promote yourself, stole yourself to me.
1: Alright. Well look, um, you know the question is, who is Corey Borger? Um, that starts with just, you know, who are the boardries? Um, both of my parents grew up in poverty and I grew up homeschooled in the small business that they built, that brought them out of it. Uh, being homeschooled in a business like this, you know, as I, as everybody knows here, I'm a graphic designer, you know, with the family sign company. You only talk to small business owners, you hear perspectives of people who most people don't really interact with a ton unless they are actually, you know, buying. But these people are really the ones who have actually built everything around you. Um, you know, these people are the ones who are the most affected by uh, different laws. You know, there's a reason that big corporations are in favor of increasing the minimum wage, where small businesses are actually uh, against it. It's because big corporations purposely are um trying to drown out small businesses i remember seeing in my parents eyes a long time ago um fear over the obamacare uh, man mandate that basically said you had to know exactly what you were going to make beforehand and if you accidentally went over this number they would make you go back and pay way more for a bunch of stuff and that effectively was a, uh, it was effectively prison for a uh, not prison but it was effectively a uh, rocking a hard place for small businesses who didn't know exactly what their revenue for the next year would be
0: yeah so people like you and i we have no idea how much we're going to make next year
1: absolutely um so from a very early age i was interested in politics you know it's like wow why did these men in white suits have such power over uh the way we lived our lives and you know as time went on i learned more about you know the conservative movement i remember i was uh, i was very young whenever uh, you know phil robertson was uh, actually banned from duck dynasty that was my first lesson in freedom of speech um a while later you know i was becoming really interested in around you know 2015 2016 when the 2016 uh, election started coming about and i was really interested in politics then just kind of learning about it and i didn't stop you know it was it, i wasn't just a you know phase of election results it was more that I was actually all of a sudden interested in why these men, who why uh, Donald Trump won, why Hillary Clinton lost, why Donald Trump beat Ted Cruz in the primary, why you know why are all these uh, things happening in this world and where did it come from? And I kept on you know going back and realizing that elections today are uh, you know being affected by elections that happened in the '90s and in the '80s and in the, even in the '60s. Um, in 2018, I was actually able to work on Sheriff Greg Sebolt's campaign as a lower volunteer. And then in 2022, uh, now I was able to work as, as a campaign manager until I'm um, now running for my own seat. So I dropped out of that. Uh, so I am, you know, I'm still help the sheriff if he, if he needs it. But, you know, since I'm running, you know, we keep campaigns neutral and separate. Um, in 2020, I knocked on 7000 doors to make sure that President Trump uh, was reelected. I um, served on the state board of college Republicans, and you know everything I've done. I have made sure that you know conservative candidates have a chance, even if it's against the Republican. Um, the state house needs somebody who grew up homeschooled, somebody who grew up in a small business, and the state house needs somebody willing to stand up to anybody, Republican or Democrat, uh, in the name of the values that we call conservative. Um, I believe that I am the best man for the job. and God willing, I'll be your state representative um in you know, January of 2023.
0: that was a pretty good pitch. So I will say um, it is kind of a tough question, so if you don't want to answer, it, we can edit it out. but so I, I'm not a Republican. you know, I'm libertarian. Which means, you know, not like I, I really don't want the government impacting my life at all. You know, with you taking a spot in the government, someone who is libertarian who doesn't really, you know, wants like the minimum amount of government possible. How do you fit into that?
1: Um, as a see, unfortunately, we see a trend in politics where a term is popular and is therefore taken by people who don't understand what it is because they want to be popular as whatever the term is. And so the term conservative has lost almost all meaning.
0: But if you study
1: what conservative meant, there's a book called The uh, Concise Guide to Conservatism by, uh, uh, not Edmund Burke, I forget the writer's name right now, Uh, maybe Russell Kirk? I'm not positive. Um, the book basically defines conservatism as not an ideology, but a lack of ideology. Um, as a conservative, you basically are, you're supposed to believe in whatever you're, you know, in my, in my case, my Christian values, you know, say I am as a good man. So I don't believe that government should be used for everything. I don't believe that government should not be used for anything. I believe that there is a, um role of government to fulfill which is usually that of a referee to ensure that nobody's rights are being trampled on by another person that is what i believe the role of government is now um sometimes that can get into you know that can get into the weeds because obviously you know we have an education system so how much do we need to spend on education well um that number I'm not unhappy with that number right now. I like having you know, educated children. I don't think it's not conservative. I think it is conservative to want strongly educated uh, adults. I do believe that it's a necessary as a conservative to believe in school choice, to believe that a homeschool parent does not have to pay more for the kid's education than a uh, public schooler. Um, my parents had to pay for public school via taxes, and yet they still had to pay out of pocket for uh, me to be homeschooled that time. And so I would like to see some changes to our uh, system we have in place, although I am very happy with the strides that the state house has made with uh, school choice. But to answer that, like, um, I don't really have many policies. I-, I can't think of any policy I have that really goes against – uh, libertarian principles, assuming they are, you know, true libertarian
0: principles. I say, a good answer. So, you know, we're almost at like time for podcasts, and those are kind of like my questions to you. Before we do wrap up, do you have any questions for me?
1: Absolutely. So, I think. And I'm willing to say this very openly. I'm looking to invest a thousand dollars with you as soon as I can. Which right now with the campaign, most of my most extra money is going to that. But um, you know, as soon as uh, the primary hits, um, whether I win or lose, um, the way this district is, um, you don't really have to spend a lot of your own. Come May, I will be investing $1,000 with you, but I want to make sure that's a good idea. So I want to know, yes or no, um, I want to know, are you? how are you going to spend that? What are you going to do with my money? And why can I believe that it's going to be worth it to invest my $1,000 with you and not just in the market?
0: That's a very good question. So basically what I'm going to do with your money is actually like a, there's two different kinds of investments I really want to put it in. So I'm trying to start a private equity fund for the listeners who don't know. Basically, instead of like public companies investing in ones that are privately held. So basically what I do with your money is I put it into... Now these are going to be a little bit riskier. They're speculative. Into um, companies that I believe are either going to go public one day, which means your money once again become liquid on that day, but at a much higher valuation, or get bought by another business. So that's where part of your money will go to is those businesses. The reason for that is that those businesses are have the possibility to 10 to 20x. While investing into stocks, you're going to get around 10% per year, which is good and will add up over a long period of time. But honestly, you need both. You need to have a lot of your money into stocks, but also have some for riskier investments like this that you have a better chance of building wealth for. But anyway, I put part of your money into those kind of businesses. The rest is all about cash flow. So basically, I would through different apps where you can actually like buy like fully owned businesses from, I want to use your money to buy some of those where we can get a lot of cash flow on that'll actually be able to put back into the fund and make the fund bigger, which will make your part actually bigger itself. So we have some of your money that's actually gonna be generating cash flow. Some of your money, to be invested into speculative companies that either go public or get bought out. And by having that, you have the opportunity for your portfolio itself to have a lot more, basically, leverage to go from, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's exactly what I really plan to do with it. Most of it I want to put into the actual ones that... We either go public or get bought out going like having a company actually go public i think is the best opportunity because not only do you have your money like actually like going up by quite a bit every new series of funding like we get in series a and you have that much money by the time it's series b you know we raise a possibly double the valuation and then by the time that company actually goes public you know, you've probably 10 to 20x your actual investment. And then if we don't liquidate everything when it goes public, we keep it going, if it's still a company we believe in, there is so much opportunity there. So by putting, you know, let's say $1,000 of your overall, you know, investment portfolio into a fund like mine, it provides an opportunity that stocks just don't, if that makes sense.
1: No, that does. Like, that is, um... Yeah, that's
0: a, I love the pitch. Uh, It's something that, and also keep in mind, you know, this isn't just something I'm doing. This is also something that I want to be putting most of my money into as well, or at least a lot of my money. Because, you know, I see it represented that, even though, you know, I get, you know, let's say, you know, I haven't actually structured everything yet, but most likely around like 20% of like the actual profit. You know, I want my money in there as well so I can get a bigger percent because it's something I genuinely just really believe in.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's... Um... Dang. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm super excited to invest with you. You know, I mean, I've known I, all the way since we were in college. I think I told you. It's like, I, you know, you're the only person who says he's going to be a billionaire one day, and I believe it.
0: And same to you. Like, anytime. You've ever told me, like, one of your goals, you know, in politics or business. You know, a lot of times people tell me things that I'm like, yeah, you know, you go do that. And I don't wish them to fail, but I also don't think they're going to do it. But you're someone who I've always... Like, when you say it, I believe you. Right. I believe you'll do it, which is why I'm glad we're doing this podcast together. Because when we both succeed... Well, it's going to make a pretty entertaining show.
1: I um, no, absolutely, not know. Absolutely. That's a, that's a heck of a show.
0: And then obviously, you know, our listeners, even though, you know, we have goals for how often we're going to publish this podcast, we're very busy people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you know what, though? It's like
1: the quality would go up with that, though. Like, you know, uh, being able to actually... Um, come from a place of uh, having succeeded rather than while you're succeeding. I really love that we're giving, uh, you know, because nobody generally does this. You know, people are kind of left behind to figure out how somebody succeeded by just kind of putting together the pieces. It's very rare that it's actually, you know, well-documented. And that's why I want to document everything I do because, you know, I want to actually be able to make sure that no matter what I do in life, it can be used as a resource by others to, you know, go down the same path
0: that's you know, why I started. Um, not only do I finance by CVT, but I have my personal blog where I try to, you know, document a lot of my journey, and I'm trying to do more of that stuff with like YouTube too, where I can kind of like document the journey a little bit. But I would like to get it out there. Like my goal is for, you know, let's say, you know, twenty years from now, you know, or ten years from now, you know, I'm a billionaire, which is the goal, that people can watch or read every single step of the way and if they can see how i did it with detailed instructions in real time they can do it it's like basically like creating a road map
1: absolutely and that's the thing it's like um i really i really do want people to um you know have a chance to just kind of um even if it's just for uh, people who are just interested to see, like, oh, how they end up doing there, you know, how did this, um, you know, how did this you know, redneck end up, you know, and you know, uh, hopefully, you know, a leader in the state house or representative like that. In itself, is a huge goal.
0: It is. Last thing is like, I mean, there's a lot of people I look at, like um, Michael Bloomberg's one, where it's like I look at, you know, what he sells in his company. And I wonder, I'm like, well, how did that happen? And it's so interesting actually finding out. Like, it's so interesting learning about. And I basically want to make it really easy for people to learn how I happened. Absolutely. And I will point out most stories about, oh, how did this person end up successful? They're usually fake. Yeah, I agree with that. They're usually not the real story. Like, I'm,
1: I'm, I am I'm, genuinely just don't believe Michael Bloomberg's story. Not that he's ever done anything to, like, you know, make me believe otherwise, or it's not that I have proof of it. It's just that... You know, I believe that there's a lot of billionaires who have probably not broken the law, but probably did some stuff that they weren't proud of. But I kind of, I would kind of be interested to see, you know, the person who's actually telling the whole story. Like, um, you know, I've known of businesses and it's like they they never broke the law, but it's like they were, you know, they did some stuff where, in a roundabout way it almost seemed sleazy. And it's, it seems very interesting to like, it would be very interesting to actually see the real stories there. And also to be able to document it and say you didn't do anything sleazy, I think is even more important.
0: I do too. I mean, there's definitely, like, stuff that people, like, embellish on with a lot of these, like, you know, business stories where they want to make it seem like it was, you know, rags to riches. Like, I think of, like, Amazon with, like, Jeff Bezos. There's so many, like, articles out there that are, like, you know, before Jeff Bezos started Amazon, he was working at McDonald's. Which is technically true. Jeff Bezos once worked at McDonald's. But... It was like 10 years before he actually started Amazon. It'd be like saying, you know, before I became successful, I worked at a movie theater. Still technically true, but it's not, it's not directly correlated. Like basically Bezos worked at McDonald's, then went and did other things, then worked at one of the greatest financial companies, you know, in the world, and then had a bunch of backing through connections with that and started Amazon. With a lot of employees and a lot of funding. That's the actual story of Amazon. But it sounds better to say, you know, Bezos while at McDonald's started Amazon.
1: Yeah, which is a shame because I think it sets people up to basically like, they don't really like, you know, make the plan. They don't understand what has to go into the plan because they planned on it based on a lie. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're like, What makes everyone think it's like I could start the next Amazon. Which is technically true, but there's a lot more work that's gonna go into it than you think. You're gonna find a way to get connections with VCs. You're gonna find a way to get, you know, actual like millions upon millions of dollars. You're gonna find a way to get the right people working for you that know how to program, know how to market. And yes, you can do all things, but it's probably gonna be a lot harder than you're thinking. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot more than just making a website.
1: Oh, absolutely, and that's not to say that like if you don't have a good or that if you have a good website you can't like take off really big. i you know, we've seen that happen, but it's just not the be all end all.
0: Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, yeah, you can do it, but you gotta know what you're actually getting yourself into. Like, it's definitely gonna be a lot, and that's the okay, part that so. I think is very important. Yeah, I I think we're basically you know at time now do you have any like final thoughts no
1: not, not really I think we talked about a lot I think we talked about our goals pretty well you know I feel well represented and I want everyone else to feel well represented
0: <laughs> yeah, So I think this is actually a very solid episode I don't really have any final thoughts either although I would kindly ask everyone to go on Instagram Twitter Facebook, and follow Finance by CWC. I'm making a lot of content that I think is really awesome, and I'd love for you to check it out. Where can they reach you, Corey?
1: Absolutely. Well, I've been been sending everybody to the Bortree broadcast, but I'll tell you what I would love is if you go and uh, like me at Corey Bortree for NC House on Facebook.
0: I would say that would be perfect. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We'll try to have more episodes out very soon hopefully we can go back to you know doing it fairly regularly but just know eventually we'll post again at least we didn't wait two years this time (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm signing off thanks everyone for listening